Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Mordecai's Chicken and Extension Cords. They have all 11 different pieces of the chicken and three different lengths of extension cord. They're located under the overpass between Route 42 and Burnt Mill Road. No delivery. Use promo code VWB to get 15% off. VWB is also sponsored by Guidolinos, the first ever cereal made for Italians. It's gluten-free, GMO-free, and sugar-free, and has three flavors, cocoa, peanut butter, and spaghetti. Guidolinos, hey, you're eating here. We are also brought to you by the letter J and the number five. Remember, when you support our sponsors, you support the show. Thanks. What's up, bud? I'm recording my podcast. What do you need? Your podcast sucks, old man. Yeah, hello? Yo, what up? <laughs> Spurbeck, what's up, man? Man, yeah, take it easy with that Spurbeck shit. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? Nothing, man. So, uh, yo, before we start, man, I just want to uh, congratulate you again on retiring. Hey, thanks, man. Today's the last day, baby. <laughs> Today, oh, t- today's your officially last day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the last day of your terminal? Yeah, last day of my terminal. So tomorrow I will be a civilian tomorrow. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah. So uh, are you guys staying in Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We stay down here in Florida, man. Uh, Felicia got a pretty good job going on. She worked from home, so uh, kids got a good school. It's a nice area too, man. Where's it at? I, I'm like, it's called Apollo Beach, so it's like 40 minutes from like downtown Tampa. It's like 45 minutes from the base. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh man, so. you, could, you got when the things start opening up again, you guys could probably start going to, uh, you know, go watch the Bucks and stuff. Oh man, it's it's. I mean, it's all kind of stuff down here, man. You know, you got the you got the Rays down here. You got you got the Lightning. Uh, you got you got the Yankees spring training right up the street from here. You know, so it's all kind of sports I, down here. I think the Phillies train it. Uh, yeah, spring training Phillies train Phillies train down here, and I think uh, who trains in? I think it's the Mets. I'm not sure. I think the Mets tra- train like in Lakeland, which is like an hour away. Yeah. Man, what's that feel like, dude? Twenty years. It, Man, you know, it, it really feels like it went by so fast. Yeah. But, but it was like it was like we did a lot of stuff in that twenty years, though. You know. <laughs> well, like it's weird because, like, when I think about, you know, I only did twelve, but like I'm like I think about who I was before I joined, and yeah. like, and that in this journey, definitely, like, that, it's not even the same, dude. Man, it definitely changes you, man. Like when I when I first, you know, test school and basic, we all had that same experience. You know, you just just shepherd, right? Just the park, yeah. and you meet a bunch of good friends. And I met a, I met a lot of good people in test school that I I never been stationed with, but we communicated the whole twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. how me and Kevin are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, luckily, you and Kevin were stationed together. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, like some of my guys, I, I've never been stationed with them, but we always keep in contact. You know? So even yeah, I was stationed with Kevin. I was stationed with Kevin for six months. The bitch got orders <laughs> soon as we got there. 
that was that that was career, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like Kev. I'm Kev. I'm coming. I'm on my way. I'll be there. Because <laughs> I knew he was there. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go there because my boy's oh, wait, there. Wait, wait. You guys, you guys was not at Langley together. That's right. He, yeah. You got as soon as I got there. As yeah. Soon as I got there, he left. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot y'all wasn't y'all wasn't there together. Yeah, I kept thinking y'all was at Langley for a little bit together, but nah. Maybe a month, dude. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he was already like out processing and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're right, no. man. Because when I first joined, man, like I said, I I'm from New York, and it it was just you know I just had that mentality like I don't trust nobody because you know how up north is you know what I'm saying you ain't speaking to people you don't know. So, yeah, exactly. So like. My first supervisor, Sergeant Perry, he picked me up, right? And uh, we were walking around. And, and like, we, he showed me the BX and the Chai Hall and, you know, the base. And people are walking past speaking. And, you know, he's saying hello. And I'm just, like, walking. I'm not even speaking to people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, boy, if you don't start speaking to people, I said, man, I don't know the people, right? He said, look, you're not in New York no more, right? Basically, that's it, straight, straight up. He said, people, everybody on the military base is family. If somebody sees you, they don't even know you, they're going to speak, and they're going to wave. You know what I'm saying? He said, that's yeah. the mentality. So that that right there just started changing my my evolution of becoming somebody different. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I still was the same silly person and everything like that. It's just I don't know you, so I'm not open. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I remember, like, the biggest culture shock for me was uh, when we were at Shepherd, and I saw people actually wearing cowboy hats. Cause I, I honestly never thought. I thought like that was just from the movies. Yeah, no, no, no. Cowboy buckles, the the boots, the whole nine. Yeah, I thought motherfuckers were like going to like a costume party. I'm like, what the fuck is oh, this dude? That's, like, that's how they dress. The whole get up. That's that Midwest stuff, man. You know. Because like the like you know like we're from, we just put on a jacket and a cap and a baseball cap. I'm like, that's right. it. Right. T-shirt, a t-shirt, some jeans, and we're good to go. You know. Yeah, man. What was um, what so like? What made you join? Like, you know, like what was what was your life? What was your life like before you got you know you enlisted? Nah, so so like so I gra- I was always a smart kid, right? So I graduated high school, and uh, I'm just thinking I'm gonna get me a job, help my moms with the bills and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. she's working like two jobs, so just trying to help out. But man, New York City, a high school diploma doesn't get you nothing. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> You either work in a fast food restaurant or, or, or you're doing some construction off the books and they're paying you yeah. under the table, you know? So I was just doing odd jobs. And then, um, you know, I'm back then I'm, I'm smoking weed and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Just, just getting caught up in some stuff I shouldn't have been getting caught up in. And uh, my uncle, he was here at the ceremony, Uncle Tank, right? So he, uh, we sit on his porch one day and he used to be in the Navy. He would tell me all these stories about him in the Navy and how he used to smoke weed on the boat back in the day. And, and, and eventually his ass got kicked out of the Navy, right? For that. <laughs> but but he, was, he, was like, he was like the uncle in the hood that everybody called uncle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're not blood or anything like that. But right now he's family to me. So, uh, so we're on his porch. And he's like, yo, man, you got to get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I, I just came by to sit, chill with you. And, and you know. So uh, he's like, come on, let's go take a ride. Then we get on the bus. And he took me to the Air Force recruiter and told the recruiter, yo, you know, you got to get my nephew out of New York, basically. He needs to sign up. And he needs to get out of here. And <laughs> I couldn't sign up that day, you know, obvious, for obvious reasons. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so he told me to come back in 45 days, you know. And, uh, so I came back. I signed up. And that was like, that was like August or so. And then I signed up 
in October, I got the call that I could leave in March. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he he put he the one that took me to the military and actually started this whole journey. You know, so um, so yeah, man, it was it was it was an uncle from the hood that you know we all kick it around and and everybody have a good time with him. But he would tell me all these stories and how much the Air Force, the military in general, I could benefit from. And if I stayed in for 20 years, I have all of these benefits coming. You know what I'm saying? And yep. And I mean, every year I would call him and I'd be like, yo, man, thanks for taking me to the military. Five years in, I'm like, yo, Tank, thanks for taking me, man, because like I'm I'm moving up, I'm getting promoted. I see what you're talking about. Even even when I applied for retirement last year, I called him. And he said, yo, man, I didn't do none of those 19 years. I just took you to the door and you did everything else. You know what I'm saying? So, That's pretty tough. Yeah, so it was my uncle, man. Like I said, he was down here at my ceremony. He was just having a great – he was just so excited to see how I was living and, and how I'm chilling in my house and the family and – he was just elated to see all of this stuff, you know what I'm saying, come to fruition. So, well, like, when I think about it, like, because, like, you and me, like, we're pro- I feel like we pretty much had, like, the same, you know, uh, growing up environment. And the way I always look at it is, okay, all my dad did, he was a roofer. He was yeah. a roofer in Philly. So I'm like, I got to do better than him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, like, joining the military, you know, like, moving out of moving out of Jersey, you know, having a stable job, right. owning my own, owning my own car, having car insurance. Was yeah, like, yeah, like even having car insurance. Cause <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but just having a car, though, like growing up in 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 the in the in the urban area in the hood and everything like that. Nobody got a car. You know, we all take no. the bus and train and, and public transportation. The only you know? car we had was my dad's work truck. Man, no, no work truck. It was just the bus, <laughs> yeah. the bus and the train. So yeah, like no. And there was five of us, dude. So the three of us had to sit in the back on top of ladders. <laughs> so, like, my dad, I remember my dad having a car. Right? He had a station wagon. And, I mean, everybody would pile up. All of our family lived close. Everybody, wherever we went, we all piled in that station wagon. And like you said, that back of that station wagon was full of kids. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but my, my dad, he was just, uh, he really had no job. He was just a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he can do to make some money. Uh, uh, feed his habits and shit like that. So he would he would go out there, paint, tile, roof, whatever it is. He just knew how to do everything. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, but yeah, my dad was the same. My dad was the same way. Yeah. So he he ain't had no pay stuff and no paycheck and all like that. But you know, every once in a while he he'll he'll come home with a with a wad of cash and and and, and you know, I just learned how to. I, and I sat behind him since I was like seven years old. I would just follow him all around, fixing stuff. So that's how I learned how to how to you know, become a man, everything like that, following my dad around, you know. My mom, she was really the one who showed us how to, um, like, like really go out there and work. And no matter what it is, we're going to keep these lights on, we're going to keep the food on the table, you know. So yeah. she, she just had that drive. So, uh, like I said, I was just following him around, you know, becoming handy. And everybody's like, oh, you know, he's going to be just – and I'm named after him, Ralph, you know what I'm saying? So I'm named after my dad. So everybody's like, little Ralphie is right behind him, fixing stuff. Even my family and friends, they – they have like, man, they see me like building stuff now and doing stuff and, and projects. And they're just like, man, you're just like your father. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, I remember my dad used to drive around with us, me and my brother, and he would see like a house with like shitty roof or a shitty siding and stuff. Right. He would pull, he would pull up there and you know, like we'd always be like when we were little, we'd always look dirty and shit. 
So he would like bring us to the house and he would he would con these people into like letting them, you know, <laughs> fix their fix their windows and shit and be like, you know, he would have us come in the house because we'd, we'd be looking mad poor. You, you was his prop man. He said he used y'all like look, look, I need some work for my kids, man. You know, I can fix yeah. it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that until like, I was like way older that day. That's what he was doing. You you didn't even get a piece of it, man. Damn. Nah. He'd be like, before we got out of the car, he'd be like, take your shoes off. You know, so you're, you're walking around barefoot. Yeah, I like your dad already. <laughs> That's what's up, though. That's what's up. But like I said, just uh uh, leaving from from Brooklyn, going to the military, I was just so because I, I just knew like like everything was going to change, you know. Yeah. I'm listening to Tank and him telling me all these stories, and I mean, you're getting paid, you got health care, you, you know, they take care of you, and he's just telling me like, look, when you, if you retire, man, you're gonna get a pension at 40, man. You know, you're gonna be 40 years old, you know. And fast forward 20 years, you know, today's my last day on active duty, and I retire, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know, joining the military is the end-all, be-all, but mm-mm. you can, you can, you can, for you, personally, you can look at where you were at, yeah. and now you're, you're in Florida, Yeah. you got, you got a great family, two kids, you know, like, you, you did it. it, it was, that is, it, that is the American dream. It was, it was life-changing, and then, you know, all my family and and cousins and, and they see me doing this and they like yo Aaron you you that guy now you like like we tell our kids you could be like Aaron <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. so so I'm like I'm like the, I'm like the family hero they like yo yo you can be like your cousin Aaron this guy retired he's 40 he got you know he's doing great look at him they be showing the pictures because you know we always vacation somewhere we always going somewhere you know so yeah. they always like man you always somewhere either in a resort somewhere chilling on the beach or relaxing on, on a cruise or on a trip in Disney or something like that, you know, and it just, you know, you work hard for this stuff and you just time to enjoy it now, you know? So it, it was life changing and th- that's the best decision I ever made, you know? Dude, I, I, somewhere I'll have to find it. I got a picture of Jabari and Cece when they were like one years old, <laughs> like babies, like in the shoot shop. I, I think we had, our, I think, I, I think we had like a party or something. Yeah, like a party over there. I, you know, I yeah. got, I got one picture when Jalen was like four. So it might've been that same party because we was all in uniform and uh, uh, we had, you know, and everybody, this is like, this is like when the merger really first happened and everybody, you know, life support was there and survivor was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, but man, that, that was some good times back then, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we I mean Yo. we had some great times, man. <laughs> I like every time I interview somebody, especially somebody that you know we were stationed with, I always like <laughs> first of all, yo, especially anybody that was with us at Langley, Chris gets brought up. Tell oh, come everybody on. T- come on. tell everybody some shit about Chris. Oh, Chris God. Robinson. Chris Robinson. I couldn't believe they did me like that. They sent they sent you down to the shop, Chris Robinson. I wanna say McBride. And, and like Stacy or some shit like that, and I, man, I'm in charge of these guys, and I'm just like, what in the hell? I got like the pack of the Misfits right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Robinson snacks. Chris Robinson <laughs> took the case. Uh, he'd be over there packing kits, and I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? And I just learned how to do these kits, and I'm looking at Chris, and he's just over there, like in the zone, like everything's fine. It's fine. It's like twelve o'clock in the day, and you're still working on your first kit. Like, and he's just over there, just chilling. 
doing his own thing. But Chris Robinson was a mess, man. This guy, I mean, uh, the, the I think the craziest thing would have happened one time. Chris, I was in the 27th before I went down to the shoot shop. And this is when I'm learning how to do the uh, life support side of the house, right? So I'm up there with Tennyson and those guys, and, and I'm bringing my lunch to work. And Chris just be eating everybody's lunch. Oh, I know. Like he just he just opens the refrigerator and just eats my sandwich. Damn. And I go and I'm just like, yo, what the hell? My this guy's snacking on my sandwich. That's the was, ultimate disrespect. I so said it was like the third day. I was just like, you know what? I got something for his ass, right? So, so I went home and man, I bought a, a bottle of laxatives, right? <laughs> 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 I bought a bottle of laxatives and I soaked like the the lunch meat, the turkey and cheese and all that stuff in the laxatives. Damn. And I put it in my sandwich and then I went to work and I told I told Eric, you know, Eric Jackson, right? So I told Jackson, I was like, yo, watch this. I said, I, I said, yeah, I soaked the shit in like laxative, but I'm gonna hype him up. I'm a I'm a double dog, dare him not to eat my sandwich. Cause I was like, yo, man, if you eat my sandwich, I'm gonna whoop your ass, right? So I'm just going back and forth from all day to like eleven o'clock. I'm like, I I I bet you won't eat my sandwich. I'm standing right here. I swear to God, I'm gonna beat your ass, right? Yo, he ate the whole sandwich, right? <laughs> he ate the whole sandwich. Man, I told him, I said, yo, man, I just poured like a whole bottle of laxatives in that sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, yo, Dre, all the motherfuckers up there just started busting out laughing, right? Man, yo, Chris, about two hours later, man, <laughs> he had to leave. He had to leave. His stomach was hurting so bad. Yeah. He went to work the next day. He said, yo, he couldn't get off the toilet. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. So uh, I remember he came in, I remember he came into work one day with just like a regular shirt. Just under like his, under his ABU. Just a regular shirt. Just yeah, like it a, wasn't even like didn't even match or nothing. No, it was like a brown ass shirt. Just I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you know, the, the excuses would be out the world, man. The he, he come late or whatever, man, it'd be out the world. Like and yo, and every every time he had an excuse, it was something with his homegirl. Yo, my homegirl made me late or some the, shit like that. The, but between between the juice party and and Chris Robinson naked on the toilet. Mm. <laughs> yo, were you were you up at the squadron when Jackson grabbed him? When and picked him up? Yeah. Oh man, that shit was too I never, funny. Yo, I never seen a motherfucker move that fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he lifted him off his feet because Jackson's a big ass motherfucker. Yeah. Oh God, he just picked him up, lifted him off his feet, man. I was crying. I thought he was really gonna hurt him. I thought he was gonna oh hurt him. God, he would have, he would have fucking went right through him. <laughs> man, Chris just did. I mean, he was just he. I, I swear, I would tell Chris, I'd be like, man, you look like Mr. Magoo all every day. <laughs> he just, and then, then the back of his head always looked like a pack of Franks. <laughs> he had that he had that Frank neck, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Yo, we had we had a squad we had a uh, a picnic. AFE had like a little get together, a little cookout in Eagle Park, and Chris shows up with like his little brother shirt on. <laughs> I remember that shirt. He had, that, man, he, had, he had the polo and the polo came down to the top of his pants. And he was I, young I, as fuck. Oh my god. And, and I mean I just I just want to joke crazy on him right there. Because he would always try to go back and forth and joke. Man, his little his little Anthony Hamilton beard, like he had the patchy beard and shit. His yo, his hair looked like the inside of a couch. It was like all just fucked up. Like so his hair, yeah, yeah, it looked like a lint roller. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yo, man, but I think the worst was when they had that juice party. Like, remember that that 
infamous juice party they had where everybody was drinking juice. And these guys got so drunk. Chris stole a pack of bacon from, from Dre House. <laughs> they they got they gotta get it from work and he got the bacon underneath his pillow. <laughs> like he's that drunk. He was that fired up. They had yo, and I swear, I mean it was a tape out there somewhere. The motherfucker is in the bathroom with nothing but his socks on in Dre's bathroom. <laughs> he's he's looking at everybody like like what? You don't get drunk and just take your clothes off that strength else? Yo, I I put a feeler <laughs> out there on Facebook to see if I could find it can't, you can't. He's not I mean he's his name is on Facebook, but I don't even think he comments or do anything. I don't on think it. he has the internet. Oh, uh, and then he had the he had the house party in Virginia Beach where they broke the toilet. Yeah, remember, yo, his remember that house he had didn't have a front door. Oh. Right, didn't have a front and, door. Yo, like that was in uh where was he at? He was in Norfolk. That was close. Yeah, I was one in Norfolk, but then he had another house over here in Hampton that was like some beater house when Booth was staying with him. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a combination <laughs> Booth and Chris. It's oh it's a, it was horrible, man. But Chris was just can't get right. I mean he just he just couldn't get right. You just I could sit there and train him on the kit over again, and I show I'll sit there and spend all the time with him. And the next day it's like I didn't even show you nothing. Like you just took everything I said and just went through one day and not the other. You know? I've always said, dude, I don't know how he got into the military. I feel like he just like stumbled on the base one day. Just <laughs> I don't know. Just started yeah, working. He just found the uniform because it's not like yo I, yo. I honestly don't remember him ever saluting anyone, ever using like you know like military terminology. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. Everything, everything's, you know what I'm saying, man. Come on, come on, you know what I'm saying. You know, we got, you know, I'm just like, yo, this boy. But, yo, Chris Robinson was a mess, man. I swear, that that kid right there. I, I, I was just shaking my head. When I was like, yo, they sent me off. Like, I'm in the shop, and I'm just like, these are the people I got to supervise? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yo, so pretty much, but, uh, you were you were at Langley pretty much the whole, your whole career, right? I was, I was at Langley from 2001 to 2015. God. Dang. From October October oh one to November of two thousand fifteen. They got a statue of you in that motherfucker. <laughs> you should have seen the going away. The going away was like a was like a, a a roast, you know, like a Comedy Central roast. It was no shit. They just roasted me man, about how long I've been there. They had they got they had like a like like old historic shit from from the historian's office, right? About Langley Field, and they had these other pictures. They cropped my face <laughs> with the Wright brothers. They cropped me on on the women of the Air Force, the whack, like the first females to fly. They they cropped me in there, man. They, they went they went bananas. It, it was so hilariously funny. And at this time, I already retrained, so I was there from 01 to 2012 as survival AFE, and then I got like mandatory retrain to manpower. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. So I, I, I was that. able to. Yeah, yeah. So I left. Remember, I was leaving because uh, as soon as I made tech. Uh, my name came out on the retrain list, and I took one day to think about it, and I said, man, I'm out of here. I'm leaving AFE. <laughs> I was like, I'm going. This this career field is ridiculous. I'm leaving. So I feel like – I was in my mat. I feel like if I, if no, I would have got something else, I probably would have stayed in, but I just couldn't – I can't stand AFE. I couldn't stand it. Everybody could – a lot of people couldn't stand AFE. AFE is horrible. Yeah. I, want, I so. wanted to do – Um, when I first came in, I wanted to do uh, public relations, like – you know, like the photography and stuff and like the videos, you know, like they yeah, got yeah, the yeah. AFN channel and shit. And, and they're right, like, oh, right. you didn't score high enough. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I was there from 01 to like 2005. Uh, and then the F-22s came. 
And then they coded me for five years after that. They coded me. I think that was it in the survival shop because all of the old supervisors, they was either retiring or PCSing, like Lombarger and Slaughter, those guys is getting out or whatever. And and they, and they coded me for five more years to stay there. And then by the time the code came off me, man, I had my first knee surgery. And then I had another knee surgery. Remember, I couldn't even put my foot down. So it was, it was just like medically I couldn't leave. And then the merger. And like, like I said, when, when I made tech, I'm just like, okay, now I'm the shop chief. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody else couldn't handle it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave his name out of it, right? So, so now I'm the shop chief. And I, I'm like, oh, shit. I've been at this base all the time. And now I'm in charge of the section that I first came in. It's just weird feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but again, when that retrain thing came out, I was in my master's program for public administration. And I was just thinking, man, let me find a job that I can use my master's degree with. And when I get out the military, I can say I got eight years experience and my degrees, you yeah. know? So I went home. I went home that night, and I just started looking at jobs that's comparable to public administration and HR. You know, and that's what I got my background in. So manpower came up, and I came to work that next morning and just hit. I uh, applied for manpower, and like seven days later, they was like, "Yeah, you got to just come do this interview." And then you know, we'll, we'll and after the interview, they called me and said, "Hey, look, you can join manpower." And it was like three weeks. So it was like August of 2012. So like my birthday, I was on leave. And they called me and they were like, yeah, you can join Manpower. You know, you got approved. So I was happy as shit. I was like, it's time to go. Yeah, you know? when you – And at that, at that point, I thought I was going to leave the base. I thought I was – all right, I got – I've been here 12 years. Now I'm PCS, right? Nope. <laughs> Sequestration. They ain't got no money to PCS people, right? So the chief of Manpower called me and was like, hey, listen, uh, we're going to send you back to Langley because it's really no, – you know, ain't no, movie, no money to PCS you. Ain't no money to move and stuff like that. So – he said, you fine with that? I said, man, I've been here 11 years. I said, what's three more years, you know? Yeah. He just started laughing. He said, I didn't know you was here this long. I said, yeah, this is my only Yeah, they started, they started naming <laughs> shit after you. Like, you know how – you remember how everything at Langley was painted – it was painted Langley Brown? They started start calling They start calling it Langley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there for – I mean, on my, on my plaque from when I – like when I left, like, AFE, they gave me my going away plaque. And you know I have dates on there, right? So so Gage put 2001-DSU. I was like, what the fuck is DSU? He was like, date still undetermined. He said, he said you're coming back to Langley, so we don't know when you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I, but yeah, and I got down to, to – I made master in manpower, right, the first time. And we called AFPC, and they was like, yeah, you're number one non-selected to move next time somebody doesn't want – to take their orders or retire, they're going to give it to you. So you need to find somewhere to go. So you know, I found out I made it. I had to wait a year to put on since I made it the first time. And as soon as I put on, the assignment came out for McDeal, and I applied for it. And I just knew in my head, I was like, look, I'm, I'm at this base 14 years. I said, I'm going to get this assignment. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so two weeks later, I got the notice that I was leaving in November. And I was just like, oh, shit. I, I'm a master sergeant, and I'm finally PCSing. So I go, I go to, because uh, you know everybody got to go to an initial PCS brief, right? So I'm in there in the MPF, and the staff sergeant giving the brief is like, "Hey, master sergeant, you don't need to be here. This is just for initial, first time PCS moves, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's why I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> the whole room just laughing, and they're like, "No way!" I said, "Yeah, I've been here since 2001. This is my first PCS." So damn, that's crazy. But, uh, but a lot of people try to make it like, you know, when they when they hear about that, they think like, you know, I left as a master sergeant. 
So it wasn't like it hindered my career progression or anything like that. You yeah, know what yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't get to travel and see different bases in different countries and shit like that. But, I mean, I met all you guys. I met so many friends at Langley, man. And, I mean, there's a lot of us that was there for a while. You know I was there for eight years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Talika. Talika was there for a while. Yep. You know, she left in, I think, 16. She left. Where's she at? Where's oh, she yeah, at? She, got, she just retired. She moved back. She moved back to Newport News. So. Okay. Yeah, but she just retired. But she was there 10 years before she left. You I'm going to have to hit her up. Get and, her on uh, the show. Yeah, man. So, like I said, it, it's – I just – I was just thankful being at Langley because Talisha's from Maryland and I'm from New York. So, we was blessed to be close to home and we didn't have to, like, travel from Japan to New York to see family or – you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, we saved, that, we saved that money just by being able to drive up 95 to go home versus having to fly from California to the East Coast, you know, and – when I, when I speak to some of my friends and how much money they got to spend for, you know, coming home for the holidays, it's ridiculous, you know? So, uh, I, I took it as a blessing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, dude, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't – I can't imagine me as a master sergeant. I don't know if <laughs> – Nah, see, this is – you would have been a master sergeant like how I was because you got to think. You had all these other troops underneath you that – and you did shit just like I did shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so everything they would have tried to do, you already did, been there, done that. So you'd have been able to recognize that. But then on the other uh, side, you probably would have disciplined them how you got disciplined. I mean, some of the shit you did, you know, you, you probably could have gotten a lot of shit for versus someone like me just pulling you aside, just talking to you about it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's no need to give somebody, in my opinion, there's no need to give somebody, especially a worker. All you want to do is get there, do your work, and go home. Crack some jokes and shit, you know what I'm saying? And... It wasn't like you was a bad worker or anything like that. It's just like you was just like, man, I know I can get over here and scheme this and get out of work and shit like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I know this shit, right? So, but but it, it wasn't like you was disrespectful at work or, or you know, I tell you to do something and it wasn't like, yo, someone's, I ain't doing that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we, you might you might even say that shit, but you just sort of smile on your face, just joking, like, I ain't doing that bullshit. You know, but you're doing it. You're doing it because you know the, the kind of supervisor I was. And I was just like, man, you know, they're going to, I'm going I'm to try to lead by the best example, but I'm not going to punish these motherfuckers. But I know what they want. They want this time off. Like, they're not worried about uh, a pat on the back, an award, or aiming in a quarter. I'm like, look, y'all do this shit, y'all can get off Friday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And hey, you just got to find people's motivations, what what makes them – if it was a person that, that wanted these awards and shit like that, then that's their motivation, then I damn sure would have wrote them awards and try to get them one. But – most of the people that was underneath me, all they was worried about, yo, listen, let's get this work done. Let's get the hell yeah, out of here. Yeah, I was never worried about awards because I never got awards, so I didn't care. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. You, who you talking to? I got one award in 20 years in the military for one quarterly award in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I didn't join the military to get awards. Like, I, oh, I didn't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to me, that was that was yeah. bullshit. Like, oh. But that's kind of that's kind of the the how, how we was raised in the military. Like, my bosses. They was just like, look, man, we here to do this work. You know what I'm saying? If you get recognized, you get recognized. But that that's not what you're here for. You know yeah, what I'm like you have parachutes and life rafts and, and sew this equipment up. You know, anytime so. like we had like a troop that was like you know all high speed and was getting awards all the time, we'd be sitting in the we'd be sitting in the movie theater and just looking at each other like this, this like, fucking dude, fuck, <laughs> fucking guy, he really ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody likes him. You know what I'm saying? He, he yeah. <laughs> fucking bitch. So, 
but but that's what I'm saying. We we get in there, we we clean up on Fridays. We might throw some food on the grill in the back and and just chill and, and like, hey, listen, everything's done is done. But when the shit wasn't done, you had to be that person. All right, to be like, nah. So I'm gonna bring this up, and this is this is a funny story about you. And uh, so everybody listening, <laughs> this is what Ralph used to do to motherfuckers that try to sneak past them. Okay? <laughs> so I'm not gonna name any names, but we had a dude in our shop that. You know, we would usually take lunches from some of us would go to go at 11. Some of us would go at 12. (laughs) This one dude who I'm not going to name his name. He would go in the bathroom about 1045. (laughs) He would do this every day. Then Ralph would fucking come in. Yo, man, I'm docking your lunch. I know you've been sitting in that bathroom for 20 minutes. Yo, yo, this motherfucker was lunches for taking a shit. Yo, yo, no, he wasn't taking no shit. He was in there for an hour. I know, I know. Dude was on the on the toilet for an hour, okay, and then he wanted to turn around and go to lunch for an hour. I'm like, how you do this? <laughs> like, who? Like, what? What are you thinking, man? Like, shit, that's your that's your lunch time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look, eat eat on the shitter. Eat on the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, no, but but I mean, you had those kids though. You know what I'm saying? You have those people who fucking we'd be out there in the smoke pit for 15 minutes taking our smoke pit break, and it's like everybody go on break at nine or and two. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then you got lunch at 11 or 12. So we had these little kids who come out there at 9:15 and ask to sit, ask for a cigarette. Like, what you wait for? 15 minutes? The break's over. Yep. I didn't have no cigarettes. I didn't have no. I'm like, look, man, you should have came out here with us and then asked for one. Now you're gonna wait. You know what I'm saying? So you already took 15 minutes in there just chilling. Now you want to come out here and smoke one? Nah, you missed this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he'd be so mad. He'd be so mad. Catch the one at two, pal. <laughs> but man, man, I'm trying to tell you, like, I mean, it, it was some crazy ass times. And I would, I mean, I would have to like make some decisions, even though and a lot of us be cool. And I'm like, look, man, I don't give a f-. I, and th- I wasn't even in charge at the point. I was just a staff sergeant or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, look, now nah, you can't be doing that shit. Everybody looking at me like crazy, like, oh, I thought we was cool. We can hang out, have a yeah, we can still have a beer and chill on the weekend and get some drinks in us. I said, but when we get in here, it's you know, it's professional. We gotta do this job. That's it. So, you know, sometimes people get butt hurt or whatever, but I just know they get over it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah get over it, man. And I swear, people would come to me with some shit and I'd be like, Look, man, that sounds like it's a personal problem. That's not a military problem, that's not a Sergeant Williams problem. <laughs> that sounds like this is your problem, and but you gotta be here. We had a guy, right? Guy was working a second job, and uh, he would be so itching to get out of work to go to his second job. And I'm like, look, this is your first job. This is what's you in the military. So if we got to stay after four to fix some shit, then that's what's going to happen. That second job is going to have to fucking wait. And they just be, I mean, he couldn't understand that. But it's just like, look, if you didn't do what you're supposed to do here, now, if you did everything you had to do from seven to four, I would have told you to leave at three o'clock. You know what I'm saying? But but you you BSing all day, uh, uh, and this fucking kid or shoot is all fucked up. You need to fix it. You know I knew saying? people that had second jobs too. I'm like, how are you doing that? Like, yo, I couldn't. When I got off work, I, I, I was yeah, tired. I'm like, I'm not going to another fucking yeah. job. What the fuck? Well, you know, I mean, some people had to, depending on their finance situation and shit like that. So it's just, I understand that side, but it's just like I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna put myself in that situation where I need to get another. Yeah, job, I, you know, I need off. ketchup packets before yeah. I'm getting a second job. Yeah, fuck that shit. We, hey, listen, we're going to have to cut this cable off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? We're going to have I to mean, share this phone. 
<laughs> gotta shit his car. We get, we gonna get rid of one car, and we just taking one, you know. So, but yeah, I'm not going to get another job and shit like that. But um, yo, I mean, it, it was it was so much fun though, man. Like I said, like besides, I mean, the AFE merger that was some BS stuff, but it was just so funny how we all just kind of like like knew this and saw this was some BS, and we kind of like I think that was one thing that kept us all together. We was all in agreement that this some bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah, so we like, look, we just in this suck together. You know what I'm saying? We all in this spits together. Just over there looking at the lights, so. guys, like, you motherfuckers are corny. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even the, the most of the people. It's, it's the, it was their leadership. I, that I was know, I know. Ridiculous, you know? I mean, I couldn't believe it when I, like I said, I went up there to the 27th and I look in the CTK and it says personal drawer on the bottom of the CTK. I'm just like, what do you mean a personal drawer? You can't have shit in there. <laughs> it, this is a whole, this is a toolkit. Only thing in here is it's, it's tools. What is the inventory? So you mean to tell me this inventory has your personal shit in the inventory? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> dude, you got my PTSD flaring up talking about CTKs and shit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh gosh, man! So, God, I hated that shit. Man, you know, but like I said, it was it was. They just didn't understand how the parachute side worked, and you just can't like cut off pro supers and maintenance and PNS and and try to run that shop down there. Like you gotta have somebody down there that know what's going on and know how to handle that shit. And you just can't change that shit up. You know I remember I was uh, a couple weeks ago I interviewed uh Longest. You remember Jordan Longest? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh I don't know if you were up at the shop. We were with the twenty seventh and uh he said some shit to me about the flare lock because I fucked something up. Because I used to you know, I used to just sign that shit. Um <laughs> and uh I was like I was like, yo, he was I'm a- a hard worker. He was a really good worker. Yeah, he was. He was. And I was like, yo, look, yeah. for real though, I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> and I remember Roman <laughs> Roman was standing there and Roman was like the only staff in the shop at the time. And uh, after this all, after the all escalated, you know, and longest, you know, went somewhere, Roman's like, he's like, yo, uh, I know I can't stop you, but um, <laughs> he's like, I'm so glad you didn't try to hit him. <laughs> you know how little Roman was. I'm like, Roman, I would whip your ass too. <laughs> <laughs> he kept it hard a little. He kept it hard a little. Yeah. He's like, thank you for not hitting him, dude. <laughs> oh shit. Yo, so I remember uh what was it like a couple days ago we were texting and uh you said uh you've been thinking about starting your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, along with a bunch of other shit I'm trying to do, like that's one thing. I see you started yours. I got another homeboy that got his podcast and uh, I mean, it's just basically you just on here just talking about what you're feeling it's like talking about. So it's it's not like like this shit isn't scripted. It's just we just talking and chatting, you know. Yeah. So I think whatever you whatever you're feeling like talking about, just get on here and, and get it off your chest and, and put it out there to the world. So and I think I just got to get off my butt and do it, though. Yeah, dude, it's super easy. Um, I yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've lately I've been recording like mad because people have been hitting me up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And wanting yeah. to be on the show. So like I got like seven episodes recorded, but I'm not, you know, like I have so many I have like two months worth of episodes and I could just sit back. Like after after tonight, I gotta do I gotta yeah. do one more this weekend. I got a dude um I'm recording with uh his yo know, his stuff was so crazy I had to I had to split his episode into two parts. <laughs> I was like, yo, we gotta stop right now. I was like, let's pick it up again next week. Like Yeah, I just listened to Orlando's. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah, man, he's yeah, he's doing cool. good shit, dude. Dude, yo, who wait, 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 hold on. Where's the where is Kyle at? Because at first it was you and Kyle, and that's what really drawn me to it. Because I was like, these two knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. I had to supervise both of them, and I was just like, I can just imagine if if if, if both you guys is on here. And we was talking because it is so many damn stories between me and Kyle and you in the same in the, in the safe shop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I'll go into a little bit of why Kyle isn't on the show anymore. And I know he's listening to this. So here's what happened. All right. When we started this thing, you know, I called him up and I was like, yo, I was like, I want to do a podcast. I was like, do it with me. You know, yeah, split yeah. second. He's like, cool, I'm down. So I'm like, I'm like right. all right. So, you know, like I was just like, you know, I just told him the premise and I was like, hey, you know, you're I'm going to be, you know, the host. Yeah, I'll be the host. You're the co-host. But he, right, I don't, right. like he started doing this shit where like every day he was like, you know, I'm all about I'm all about the scams and the hustle. But this dude was taking it to a different level. Like he was trying to like he was trying to sell like paper clips with with the brand on it and shit like. <laughs> every yo, every day was a new thing, dude. He's like, yo, what about uh veterans with benefits, chapstick, and shit like that? I'm like, I'm like, just stop. It's only it's only so much. It, you wasn't you wasn't making this podcast to 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 make all this money from the no. podcast. This is a podcast you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, it was just like something fun to do, especially like to talk yeah. to um old buddies. You know, like right, hey, right. If so, somewhere down the line, someone wants to pay me to do this shit. <laughs> I'm all for it, but I'm not gonna I'm not mm-hmm, gonna force mm-hmm. it. He was trying to force it. And the last time, that's, I mean, that's that's a lot of work, though. You're trying to have all this. I mean, say you invested ten thousand dollars in t-shirts and chapsticks and paper clips, <laughs> but trying to get that return on investment when you don't have that big audience yet. Exactly, so it's, it's not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like we have, you know, I'm, we have a, a sizable audience right now, but I mean, I'm not like pushing the shit. Like, yo, just doing these recordings is a pain in the ass. Like, I'm, you know, as soon as we're done here. I'm walking. I'm walking right out of my room, and I'm going to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong. I feel you, man. I, I got. A, I got a Knicks game. I'm gonna watch when it, when when this goes off. But I'm sitting out here, with my beer and my cigar, just chilling. It's, it's like that. All it's 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 what I would do any day any day yeah, of the week. Like, you all know the saying? financial shit. I was like, I kept telling him, I was like, yo, it's not necessary. I was like, we don't need to do that right now. I was like, you know, and he yeah. wanted to do it from the jump. Like I'm like, dude, uh, like we got two episodes. What are you what are you doing? Trying to like sell shit. Like when I give people shirts. I'm paying for that. Like, you know, like I just, right. You know right. what I mean? Like I'm not going to ask anybody for money. You sent me a shirt and you're like, yo, yo, put the shirt on and just post it and tag us. Yeah. That's it. Just get the, the, the podcast out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, anybody, anybody I sent a shirt to, if you wore it once, that's worth it. That was worth the $8 yeah. it took me to ship it. Right, right, right. So it, it ain't, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't no thing. And I don't, he, he couldn't get it, dude. Yo, yo. And he like, I haven't talked to him in like two months, dude. He just ghosted yeah, you. He ghosted straight up. You. <laughs> ghosted you. So. Yo, and I had so much plans for him. I had this whole segment he was gonna do on his own, like every episode. Yeah. And yeah. He just he just wanted to sell fucking zippers and chapstick and shit. And like Oh man. Well, hopefully, hopefully you guys will be able to chat and uh well, that's the thing. That's can, the thing uh, is all you gotta do, like Yo, I know if he texted me or called me, I'd pick up and go, what's up? I'd be yeah. like, what's up, bitch? Like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like, just because you have one little mishap with somebody doesn't mean, like, the relationship is over. Yeah, you know yeah, I've known him too long. Yeah. You know, we've. You guys know 
each other for too long to, to, to have one little disagreement. And then it's like, all right, we have a disagreement. We can't be yeah. friends. You and it's over, so, it's over <laughs> something so stupid. Like, come on, dude. Like, we don't need to be, you know, selling shit. Like, come on, man. Right, right, right. Well, not, just not yet. Let's just let's just do the yeah. show. Let's just do the show and see where these type of things got to grow organically. Definitely, definitely. It got to be. It got to be natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I mean, you you hit me up, shit, way back in January, December. Like, yo, when you coming on the show? And I was like, I gotta wait. I'm almost out the military. <laughs> just you know, just almost out the military. I just you know, I I, I try not to even like do any of these things where you're talking about the military and then that shit's out there publicly and I mean it wasn't like we said any bad shit about people here it's just funny stories you know oh, yeah. but but you I mean you just don't want to go into too much detail sometimes and people really get butthurt and get feelings and I'm still in the military you know what I'm saying so that wasn't a chance of none of that yeah, shit so but I'm not uh, trying to dry snitch anybody no 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 I mean we could <laughs> it's a whole lot of shit we didn't talk yeah. about <laughs> look, 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 look I got one story so uh, it was around the time I, I was about to make tech, right? And uh, the shop chief at that point, you know, Kyle was working there with me, me and him. I'm supposedly the assistant, right? But everybody's like, why the fuck are you the assistant when you know more about this shit? And I'm just like, look, I'm not in charge. I'm, I'm just a staff sergeant, you know? So, so man, uh, F-22s are grounded, right? And I'm just flipping through the books. And it's so many... So many parachutes and kits, I don't have no seven level QA paperwork. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is the paperwork at? You know what I'm saying? Was it lost or whatever it is? I said, man, we got to pull these shoes back in here, repack them, and get some official paperwork on it because, God forbid, something happened and something go down. That's the first thing you're going to see. Who QA'd this sheet? Who QA'd this kit? You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm like, I'm telling the dude, hey, listen, you need to pull these shoes back in. I said, we got spares. We can do one for one. You know what I'm saying? So two weeks, we'll be done. He didn't want to, He was just like, nah, we'll wait for next year, repack them. I said, you can't do that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like losing my shit. I mean, I, I'm, I've been in survival equipment slash AFE 11 years now. I'm losing my shit. I'm like, you fucking can't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? What the hell is wrong with you? So, you know, I ain't mean to snitch, but I did. I called QA and I was like, hey, so I had a buddy in QA. I'm like, hey, you know, if you came to the parachute section, you might find some stuff in the QA book that May need for calls to repack some of these shoots, right? <laughs> Five minutes later, <laughs> the QA come walk in the door, ask for the books, start asking all these questions. So how long you knew about these kits and shoots? And he's like, well, we can do it next year. She's like, how long we knew about these kits and shoots? And uh, and uh, he was making, I said, man, I told him two weeks ago that, you know, <laughs> I just came out right there. <laughs> Fuck it. I didn't care. Listen, three days later, the tech sergeant, list came out right <laughs> my name's on the text sergeant list and kyle tells the shop chief he asks he asks kyle to do some shit right and he said you might want to check with williams because he's about to be in charge <laughs> <laughs> just straight like that straight like that right right and uh the, the whole week before the results came out i mean i had a good feeling it's my fourth time testing so i had a good feeling i was gonna make it right and uh Kyle's just like singing. He like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Right? He just keeps singing this shit, right? He just keeps singing this shit. He's like, because you know your name going to be on that list. And you know what's going to happen when your name on that list? You're going to be in charge, right? So he's just like hyping it up all day, all week, right? He's hyping it up. The results came out. I came back from the gym. I found out I made it, right? And I was like, yeah, I made tech, man. And he's just like, oh, he's just like going crazy, right? And like I said, he came out and asked that question. This whole time, the, the QA stuff's still going on with these shoots and kits. 
So I'm, I mean, I'm happy I made it, but I'm more focused on like, hey, listen, we need to get these, this shit done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they came down there, they handed me my stripes. You know, the flight commander was there, Gage was there, uh, you know, Talika was there. And uh, so I was like, yeah, forget this. This I said, this is what we need to do with the shoots and kits, right? And the commander's like, you still like working? I said, yeah, well, this is, we need to, this is some, and the F-22s are grounded. This is the best time to fix it. I said, so they would, So he was like, well, what was the plan? I said, well, we got two spare kits. We're going to pull in two shoots at a time until we finish them, two kits at a time until we finish them. And me and McBride's going to go out the hill and pack those ones out and heal, you know? And like I said, it's just stuff like that, man. It doesn't matter what's going on. You, Right is right, wrong is wrong, especially not career field. If you see something, you got to just pull the bullshit card. I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's a file. I re- that's work stoppage. I remember uh, when I made staff, it was like my last chance. I had to make your last, your last damn chance. And <laughs> I remember Kevin was deployed. Uh, yeah, the, he found out. He found yeah, out he, early. Yeah. And I remember he called me. I was like, I'll, you know, because he, you know, when he over there, you know, I guess it was like a day ahead. So they, they yeah, out, yeah, almost a day. They yeah. found out before us. And I was like, Kev, don't, I was like, don't be playing with my emotions, man. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's my last, time. It's my last time, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, man, you made it. You and made it. Is, I'm like, motherfucker, don't play with me. <laughs> Oh man, and I mean, this is back when they rolled the higher tenure back to like ten years or some yeah. shit for staff charging or something like that. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, I do, man. I'm so, I'm so glad. I, I'm so glad I met Kevin. When I met Kevin, dude, we was like, it was like the universe joined, and you know, like me, I feel like me and Kevin were separated at birth. The road guard, that you road yeah. guards, man. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> like he'll like I'll text him and shit, and like he'll be saying some shit, and I'll be like, I was about to say that, dude. <laughs> Yo, yeah, me, me and Kev talk regularly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Kev, Kev showed up to the shop and Black Timberlands. I know, I know. I- Black Timberlands. Listen, listen, man. This is like it's like 2004, I think 2005 or some shit like that. And, you know, we all knew this kid was coming. And, man, we go pick this guy. He come to work and he got on Black Timbs. I'm like, yo, what the hell are you doing with Timberlands on? He's like, yo, man, they lost my boots, man. And I, I didn't have nothing else to wear, so I just put Tim's on. They're black. And I'm just like, oh, my God, yo. Sean Perry lost his shit. He said, he's, we all laughing. He's crying. He said, like, boy, I can't believe you walked around and walked up in here with some black damn Timberlands on. He's like, he's like, they lost my bag. I can't, they lost it. They lost my boots, right? He said, he said, how the hell you pack your uniform and everything else and put your boots in a different bag? <laughs> yo, they, he called me that night. Cause yo, they, oh he was telling god. me that you guys were clowning, and yo, the same exact thing happened to me. The, oh, oh my the god! The airport in Philly didn't never set my bags with me, so I, yo, I, I spent a whole week with just going to work in regular clothes. In regular clothes, yeah. Oh my god, man. So we we ran to the we ran to the to the Viv store, you know, the clothing store on base, and and got him some boots and shit like that, but. Man, Kev was so funny, man. We was we was walking because you know we had the fighters at Langley, right? So we had F-15s there, right? So the shop was so close to the flight line. When they do they they demos, I mean the building is shaking and everything. It's loud as shit. You know what I'm saying? This is like Kev's first two weeks there. So we out in the smoke pit and they're doing a demo. And where we our smoke pit was at, the demo would fly, I mean, over us. I mean, full throttle, just fly over the smoke pit. And, and you hear it coming. You know it's coming. And just like, boom. That shit flew over the smoke pit. This motherfucker, Kevin, took off running. <laughs> he, thought, he thought a bomb dropped. <laughs> 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 I 
I mean, he took off running out the smoke pit and ran. And I'm he came, I'm like, what was you? He said, I didn't know what happened. What was <laughs> Oh my god, that shit was so funny. We had we just had so much laughs, man. It was regardless of, of how shitty the supervisors was or, or whatever, we just had we just made the best time of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah we're man. almost we're almost going an hour, dude. Shit. I know. I mean, it's a lot to unpack, man. Shit, we talking about, you know, I was there fucking 14 yeah. years, 12 years in, in AFE survival and shit, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just starting out the show with, with, with uh, you know, retiring and everything. That's a lot. It's a lot, man. Like I said, sitting back, thinking about these 20 years and all of the people I've, I've talked to, I've worked with and everything like that, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole list to go through, you know what yep. I'm saying? And, and this is just the work side of it. It's not even the the 20 years of friendships I made in the party and then everything like that and the, and the fun we had, you know, this is just, you know, basically about this stuff. So. Oh yeah. That's why, like, I always tell everybody like, yo, you can be on again. Like if you, it, like, yeah, it's like someone will, like if I have somebody on, they'll text me like right after like, yo, I forgot to tell this story. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll have you on again. So what, what... Yeah. No, like we'll definitely, I'll definitely come back on again and we can just kind of like send her to a topic you want to talk yeah. about. It's totally fine. I always tell everybody, well, like, yo, once I run out of friends, I'm going to be circling back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't got that many. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yo, so uh, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to fire off some questions for you. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know how it goes. Right. What's your favorite cereal? It's a toss-up, man. Toss-up. So it's, it's a close tie between honeycombs and apple jacks. Damn. Yeah, man. Yo, honeycombs back in the day. Ooh, that sweet honeycomb, <laughs> man. Man. Uh, all right. I, I already know this one. I don't, even, I don't even know why I'm asking it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. All right. Tupac or Biggie? Oh, no. See, I'm, I'm going with Pac, man. What? Yes, I know. I'm from Brooklyn. I love Biggie. Biggie is a lyrical genius. But Tupac had just I mean that's that raw thug talent man and he can go from that to to a song like you know Brenda's got a baby or unconditional love you know what I'm saying yeah. so it, it was just the whole body of work with, with Pac that was all around rapper you know what I'm saying I mean I hope nobody in your family is listening to this nah, I tell people this shit in my family I'll be in Brooklyn and saying <laughs> this shit I mean, this, is, this is back before I joined the military I was saying you know I take Pac over big you know what I'm saying yeah. After all of the death, East Coast, West Coast shit, I was still saying Pac was a better rapper. Big is a great lyricist and storyteller, though. I mean, it, it, he's amazing what he did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, just my preference. I take Pac. I'll listen to Pac before I listen to Big. You know that that Netflix documentary is pretty good. That shit was dope. I watched it yesterday. It was dope, man. All right. So all right, if you could have a superpower, what would you pick? So my superpower would be the power to get out of traffic no matter what kind of traffic it is that I can just kind of like, if I'm in a car, I can just take that car and put it in front of traffic. Right. <laughs> so you're trying to tell if I'm, if, if I, the whole, but not just me teleport, whatever vessel I'm in, if I'm on a plane and we're backed up at the gate, I want to be able to teleport that whole vessel to the front of the line and take off. <laughs> oh, you're trying to, you're trying to do some uh, Goku shit. <laughs> Listen, man, the, but the whole, like we in a, if we, if we're in a, in, in trying to get out of a, 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 a crowded-ass fucking uh, stadium at a show or some shit like that, we all in the fucking back in the parking lot, I'm taking my car from the top level right right past all the traffic. Just just be able – this traffic kills me, man. I hate it. I know. 
<laughs> Everybody hates traffic, but that would be my special power just to just to teleport whatever vessel I'm that's in. That's the dad. That's, that's the most dad answer I ever heard. And just I just just get me in the front. That's it. Just get me away from the back of this busy ass line, this traffic jam for two hours. Just get me past the crash. That's it. Like <laughs> get me past <laughs> what I do that my kids hate is like if we go to like a ball game or something, I'm like, yo, we're leaving, like we're leaving early. I'm oh, not we're leaving. I'm not yeah. sitting in this parking oh, no. lot. Oh no, no. No, 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 no. Baseball games, I'll leave it like the seventh inning. You know, I'll, I'll catch the rest. I'm sorry. I'm not, we, we're heading out before this shit, before everybody rushes out. Yeah, my, my you know kids have never seen a complete sports uh, event ever because <laughs> I'm always leaving. No. no. We're we going early. We're leaving before everybody heads out of here. You know what I'm saying? Shit. All right. So I'm going to name four things, and you tell me which one you'd want to actually see in real life. Ghost, Bigfoot, Alien, or Jesus? Man. man. I'm going with Bigfoot, man. All right, all right. I'm going I'm going with Bigfoot. I know I know he's up there in Pennsylvania area, uh some shit like that, right? Everybody's <laughs> always thinking it's like in, in Maryland, Pennsylvania, West Virginia area somewhere. But I, I'm 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 like, oh shit, that's Bigfoot. That motherfucker for real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one, last one that we can get out of here. If you could be a pro athlete, right, right. if you could be a pro athlete in any sport, what would it be? Man, you know, I, I would have to go with golf. Golf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there by myself. I ain't got to worry about nobody else. It's just all about me and how good I can hit this ball. I don't have to worry about no teammates. That's true. I ain't got to depend on nobody. And then it's, it's just me and it's quiet. Oh, you're getting paid to stand up there, hit a ball, and walk to the next tee. Or even get in a golf cart and drive to the next one. So, yeah. Cool, man. Yo, well, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, man. Appreciate you being on the show, dude. And uh, I mean, I'll definitely have you on uh, again. Yeah, it's all love, man. It's all love, man. It's, it, it's, I, I like what you're doing, man. It, I, some of the some of the things be some of the episodes be hilarious. I just be cracking up, like the the corn dog episode with Sherm. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, yeah. right? Uh, oh, dude, <laughs> yo, know, I just I just uh, interviewed uh, Abernathy last week. I just haven't released his episode yet. Oh my gosh, man! It, oh man, that motherfucker came. To, that Aber- kid, motherfucker came to PT eating. He would eat a PT. Oh my god, Abernathy, man! Oh my gosh, man! I, I just, I don't know, man. Like I said, we we had some kids, man. <laughs> yeah, how you gonna eat a PT? Was, and I mean, Abernathy, I would always be telling. Him, I'm like, man, you gotta shave that here in the back of your neck, man. You gotta get all the <laughs> way down to your collar. <laughs> Motherfucker here would grow down from his back up to the back of his head. <laughs> oh shit, man. So yo, man, man, Ro, keep on, keep on with the podcast, man. Good luck. And like I said, man, uh, uh, I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm glad that that you got out and you're still working. You still made something because, like I said, that's that's one of those stupid ass myths that people lead a military and they can't do nothing with themselves. I mean, as soon as you got out, you went right to work. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. So, I knew I'm, I, I knew I was going to get a job. Listen, you're just a worker. That's what I'm saying. Even even when I supervise you all that time, you just worry about, hey, listen, just let me do my work so I can get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're just a worker. That's all, baby. So, but, hey, keep up the good stuff, man. I love how you're over with the kids and the family, man. I, I, I love seeing that, you know? So. Yep, same, dude. We're, we're yeah, like the same you, dude. We're like the same dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, just minor differences, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, you know, you got, you got straight hair, you <laughs> yeah. know? <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, your beard's a little more grayer and fuller. Yeah. Just give me a few months. I'll have my beard there, all right? <laughs> yeah. I've seen your beard. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> it's getting it. 
Motherfucker. It's only two months. It's only two months. It's only two months, man. It's only two months. I had to shave my ceremony, so this is only two months post ceremony. You know? Yeah. So. You look like Danny. You look like Danny Glover with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slap your hands, slap your arm like a chicken. <laughs> All right, bro.